These live streams, I just want to share these live streams that we're doing from uh, Oshawa, which is not too far from Toronto, which is the capital of Ontario. These live streams that we're doing uh, from Oshawa, Ontario, Southern Ontario, Canada, North America, we are actually posting them on our YouTube channel. And uh, they're also being uh, turned, uh, transformed into podcasts. So, uh, so we're kind of excited about that. It's kind of working out that way. That we're able to not just uh, share these on Facebook, but we can share them on YouTube. And share them. Good morning, Apostle David. And we can share them on podcasting, which are two big, uh, if we call them listenership, I mean, it's viewership to view, listenership. Audience is America, United States of America. And the next one is Taiwan, from what I read. So I'm not too sure how accurate, how accurate uh, those statistics are. But I just want to share that. To encourage you, all right? And something else I want to share before we go on here, before I start with the teaching, is, you know, a lot of people post. Facebook is great. A lot of people complain about Facebook. Well, you know what? Uganda. Fort Portal, Uganda. All right. A lot of people post on Facebook. All right? It's social media. And I know for a fact that they don't live up to what they post. And I'm not saying they're not supposed to post. I'm not saying that at all. But they don't live. They don't live. They just post comments. They post opinions. They post even verses, which is great. And some of the verses are excellent. But are they actually living them? Are they living them? You know? And um, <clears throat> I guess we're going to find out in the judgment seat of Christ... And of course, most of the things that I post, I've already said that before. I actually made a post out of it. I said the things that I post, the things that I teach, I, I live it. I do. Not a hundred percent, but I work at it every day at living it. And these are things that the Lord has taught me over the years because of my prayer life. I have a very strong prayer life. Uh, it was a lot stronger years ago, but I'm getting back at it. And when I mean a strong, uh, strong prayer life, Pakistan, um, what I mean by a strong prayer life, I'm talking about like minimum four hours a day, all right? Praying in tongues, mostly praying in tongues. And a lot of people don't believe in praying in tongues. That's fine. They, they don't have to believe it, but <laughs> I didn't believe in it until I heard my mom praying in tongues after I got born again. And I said to the Lord... Uh, I hardly knew the Lord, but I said, whatever that is, I want it. And I got it within two days. I got it. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in my room while I was waiting on the Lord. I was just sitting there in the dark, just spending time with the Lord. All right. So anyhow, I thought that was a good introduction. So today we're, we're continuing with the key Greek power words. It's a series. I got it. We're doing a series. And this is, okay, so it's the word arche, arche, A-R-C-H-E. It's uh, Strong's number 746. This word is used 58 times. It's mentioned 58 times in the New Testament. It's not, it is a power word. It is a power word. Um, but really, there's only one reference 
really, there's only one reference towards believers indirectly, towards believers indirectly, all right? And we're going to look, well, I'm going to unpack this a little bit this morning um, because it's something the Lord showed me a couple of years ago, all right? So this word, RK, 58 times, uh, we're going to, it's in the King James. I'm going to be using the King James. I like to, I may use other translations. I should use other translations. I really should. I will. I'll pull out some more translations. And um, so basically this word RK is translated mostly, especially in the King James, it's, it's translated beginning, beginning or principalities. It depends how it's used. And or magistrates. All right. So before I get into this, the key verse, because really we're only going to be looking at a couple verses. Well, there's only one verse uh, that we're going to be looking at, actually looking at with this word RK. But before we get into this, let's look at Mr. Zadiades. This is the complete word study dictionary, uh, New Testament. Uh, by Zadiades, he was a Greek scholar. He's actually from Greece, so it makes him a little bit better than a lot of other guys, I, I would say, anyhow. So here, the word arche denotes an act, a cause, all right? An act or a cause. Um, the beginning, like I said, the beginning of something, all right? But also, it takes on different... Um, it also takes on different definitions depending upon my brother in uh, Sudan. Um, it takes on different definitions in its context, in the different contexts. All right? So we're going to look at it this morning. We're just going to look at it briefly out of Ephesians. Let's go back to Ephesians. All right? Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians. We're already in Ephesians before. And uh, I can I can do a whole series on the epistle to Ephesians. I really could. Uh, it's one of my favorite epistles alongside Colossians, and there's a reason for that. And one of the reasons that there's so much in there regarding in Christ. Uh, that's why I do these teachings on new creation realities, in Christ realities. Because there's lots in there regarding in Him, in whom, in Christ, you know, and that all has to, most of them has to do with us because we're the ones who are in Christ. He's not in us. Well, he is, but he's not. But we're the ones who are in union with him. And when we're in union with him, then he's in union with us. All right. And that's what puts us in union with God as our father and as our God. All right. So I have so much on my mind this morning, but I don't want to go too much overboard. So I'm using my, my new King James right now. It's a large print, and I, uh, when I began to meditate the word, like I mean meditate it, like hours a day, I went out and bought a bunch of large prints, big prints, you know, large, large prints, because it makes it easier to meditate, all right? So this was one of my, this is one of my biggest Bibles. It's a big one. It's a big one, and a little too big, but anyhow, that's what they sent me when I ordered it. So let's look at this word RK or Arche in Ephesians 1.21. In Ephesians 1, chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 21. All right. So here it says, far above all principality, 
principality and power and might and dominion and every name or all names that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. So here we have the word arche translated principality. And actually the Amplified has the word rule or ruler, but rule, all right? So, but in under in order to understand verse 21, we need to go back to verse 20, all right? Which says, which he wrought, God wrought in Christ when he raised him, Christ, from the dead and set him down at his own right hand in the heavenly places, all right? And then if you move on to verse 21, uh, sorry, verse 22, it says, and has, God has put all, all things, what things? Well, what he just said in verse 21, these principalities, these powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, all these things under his feet, Christ, the feet of Christ, and gave him, Christ, gave Christ to be the head that's a strong word in the Greek too, over all things, to be the head over all these things to the church. That's why I teach. I, I, I decided to do a teaching on this because it has to do with new creation realities because the church is part of the new creation. All right? And then verse 23, which is his body, the body of Christ, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. All right? So this is powerful. This is very, very, very powerful. And when you, when you say watching, uh, put in your nations. I like to see the nation where you're from, all right? It encourages me because we are going to the nations, all right? I didn't just come up with that. The Lord told me the nations will open up to you because of my healing power, all right? So just write in your, your, your nation, all right? So this is powerful, all right? But it becomes even more powerful, it becomes even more powerful when you read it in context with the next chapter, the next chapter, chapter two, all right? And then verse six, verse six. Because in chapter two, verse six, it refers to us specifically having been raised up. In Ephesians one, it says that Christ was raised up. All right, and seated. All right, but then in two, ver, uh, Ephesians two, verse six. Let's read it. It says here, and has who had who God has raised us up together, together. Well, together with who with Christ, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right. So in Ephesians one twenty one even 20, 21, 22, he's referring to us also, all right, those who are born again, all right? So, when you read Ephesians 2, 6, that we've been seated with him, all right? Well, seated where? It doesn't say in Ephesians 6, well, it says in heavenly places, all right? And that's great, wow, but then if you go back to verse 21 of Ephesians 1, it says exactly where? Far above. Far above all principality. Far above all power. Far above all might. Far above all dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in this which is to come. 
All right? So we are actually seated. Sudan, I know, yeah, Sudan, brother. So we are actually seated with Christ above all these things, all right? And these things are bad things, all right? So in other words, in other words, we have the victory. We have the victory over all these things, all right? But there's always a but. Like my mom says, she's still alive. Uh, she's going to be 94 soon. Um, like I, like she said, there's always a but, and there is. But, see, these verses, I, I teach this. I teach it. This is not the first time I'll say it today. These verses, they have to get on the inside of us. All right? And that's something I, I'll do a teaching on later on regarding faith. All right? Because until the imagery... The imagery of those verses given to us in seed form until the imagery starts showing up on the inside, on, in your soul, all right? You can't walk in it. You'll never walk in it. And that's, I was thinking, well, I'm going to say it now then. Well, I did. I already said it. A lot of people post stuff. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of stuff. And like I said, there's good stuff, you know, especially when they, they post good verses that I'm familiar with, very familiar with. But you can tell they don't walk in them. You can tell. And uh, I won't tell you why I can tell. But you can tell they're not actually walking, living out those verses. All right? So they're still living in defeat. Because the word has been given to us in seed form. In the form of a seed. Very clear in Luke 8.11. It says right there, the word is a seed. The seed is the word. All right? So... I teach a lot on the parables of the sower, all right? And it's part of the law of sowing and reaping. Sowing, reaping. What do you sow? You sow the word. If you want to reap, if you want to reap a harvest of the word of God, you're going to have to sow that word, all right? So um, so we're not going to get into that. Uh, like I said, I keep this short uh, for the YouTube channel and uh, we're going to do more more um, with these um, these live streams. But we're now we're on YouTube. We put them on your YouTube channel, on our second YouTube channel. And we make podcasts out of them. And we want to do more with them. And eventually I'll make videos, really good videos out of these teachings, uh, adding more. So, And these are the things I'll be teaching when I travel, when I start traveling again. All right? I'll be teaching these in great, great detail. I'll be teaching them to great extent, all right? Because I'll have more time, all right? So, as I always finish my, my teachings, um, I encourage um, God's people to learn, to learn what it takes to walk in the fullness of His grace, all right? As well as in the fullness of the faith of God, believing what God believes because you only have access to His grace one way. There is only one way. There's not two, there's not three, there's not four, there's not five. There's only one way that you have access to the grace of God, and it's through your faith. All right? So whatever situation, and I know a lot of my followers, listeners, whatever, they're in not good situations right now, whether it's in Africa, whether it's in Asia, you know, they're always 
They're always lamenting or complaining or whatever. They got no money. They got this. They got that or whatever. You know, they got no food. You know, well, you know, uh, that's walking by sight. That really is walking by sight. It's not walking by faith. Because if you're walking by faith, you would stop coming in agreement with your circumstances. And you would start coming in agreement with what the Word says. Because the Word of God is applicable or you can apply it no matter where you are on this planet it doesn't matter you don't have to be, you don't you don't have to be in canada for the word of the word of god to work for you you got to be kidding you know um no it it applies it works wherever god will make his word work he told me this years ago the gospel works for those who believe it and that goes for the believers too because there's lots to the gospel um your provision a freedom from sin um, resisting the enemy, freedom from, from the onslaught of the enemy, all these different things like that. It's all part of the gospel of the kingdom. And you have access to the gospel, the grace of his kingdom, the, the grace, the gospel of his grace by faith, because you're already in the kingdom of God. You may be in Africa. You may be in Asia. All right. But you're more in the kingdom than you are in Africa or Asia. I, I tried to teach that to my brothers and sisters when I was in Africa years ago. I, and I think they didn't get it, you know, and I wish they would have. Um, so anyhow, I have to stop there. So it's key to walking and all these different things. We have to learn. And that's why we need good teachers. And I find, uh, I don't say this to most myself, but I find that we don't have very good teachers in, in the body of Christ. Uh, we have a lot of preachers and even that is, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, they preach, they preach, they're loud, you know, they're screaming, you know. Uh, but no, we need teachers. We need a good teacher. You know, when you went to school or when you go to school, uh, do, do they, do you have a preacher uh, preaching at you? Sometimes they do, yeah. But I mean, no, you've got a teacher to explain things. Uh, one of the key definitions of a, a teacher is to point things out. All right, and that's what I do. I've got that gift working in me. I'm a teacher, uh, among many other things. So anyhow, I got to go. So thank you very much. And uh, I believe these are helping you. I mean, they have to because they help me. And if you apply them, and if you, you, you take them and you start renewing your mind with these things that you're learning, all right, you can go, ultimately, I'm pointing you to the word. Right, because that's what a true reformer does. He's always pointing uh, the people to the word, uh, and so to get the church back into the word, so that the word can get back into the church. So I gotta go. Thank you, and we should be, we should see you tomorrow. And uh, this is the only word. Uh, this is the only teaching I'm doing on this word RK. And then we're gonna move on to another key Greek power word uh, tomorrow. What most probably is going to be iskus, iskus. That's a transliteration. Anyhow, we will see you tomorrow. I'm pretty sure we'll see you tomorrow, okay? I'm starting my fast tomorrow. I'm starting my 40-day fast tomorrow, all right? So, okay? So, shalom and amen.